The Film Guide with Chris and Sam, part of the St Albans podcast with Danny Smith. Hello and welcome along to this week's edition of the St Albans Film Guide. It is Friday the 8th of July 2022 and you're here with me, producer Sam, and our guide for this week is local film fan Chris Aikman. Indeed, it is I, local film fan Chris Aikman. I have seen at least nine movies. It's something I can only aspire to, <laughs> truly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not all of them are great, but, you know, fair amount. Okay, okay. Well, you know, you win some, you lose some, and that's okay. We move on. So, of course, we're going to follow our pretty standard structure of the film guide, where at the end we'll pick out, well, not we, yourself, Chris, we'll pick out Yes. Some movies on free-to-air television for us to keep us entertained over the course of the next week. You will guide us through the Where To Next feature, where we travel all around the world and see a movie from a country. So far, no repetitions in that respect. No, no. I mean, there's a lot of countries to get through. Yeah, that, that is very true. That is very true. And uh, in the first couple of bits, we'll be looking at new to streaming and new in the cinemas but breaking news news flash something <laughs> else is happening here this is not your standard film guide because we've got some local events to mention haven't we we do indeed so the first one we should really mention is of course this weekend in fact starting yesterday is the St Albans Film Festival so there's a huge amount of events going on go to stalbansfilmfestival.com for more information about what they've got going on. But specifically, we've had uh, Amy from the Open House Film Club, who, you know, friends of the show have been on to talk about the film club before. Uh, She got in contact to to tell us all about their special showing of Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging, which is on July the 10th at 8pm. That's showing as part of the St. Albans Film Festival at the Pioneer Club, and that's in Heathlands Drive on Harpenham Road. So tickets for that are £5. Also, the film club are hosting All My Friends Hate Me uh, at the Odyssey Cinema on July the 14th. We spoke briefly about uh, All My Friends Hate Me um, a few weeks back because it, it came out at the cinema during one of my weeks, and it's um, very much one of these social horrors that you so so do love, very much yeah. your sort of film. I, it does, like, just the title is giving me anxiety, <laughs> truly. Uh, yeah, so those are being hosted by the Open House Film Club, Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging on July 10th at 8pm, and All My Friends Hate Me on July 14th at 7.30pm, uh, the second one at the Odyssey Cinema. Like I said, there's a whole film festival programme on the St Albans Film Festival website, where you can see there's events going on all around St Albans. We can't touch on all of them i'm afraid go there and find everything you could possibly need that sounds absolutely fantastic and it's really great to be able to yeah have something local to mention here on the film guide that isn't just you might find this in your local cinema (laughs) yes yeah excellent there's also it's not just films as well but there's also talks for instance so on saturday tomorrow at 2 p.m at the pioneer club there's um a talk with uh, intimacy coordinator samantha murray and so that's a intimacy coordinator is a relatively new role in the film industry. And it's a talk about um, what they do and why they're important on on films and uh, other productions. So there's all sorts of things going on. Talks, films, events, walking tours, things like that. 
Fantastic. Well, yeah, we'll definitely check out uh, some of that. And um, I hope you do too, listener. All right. So shall we have a look at what's new to cinema now, Chris? I've written a couple of things here, but there's one main one, and that's a film called Brian and Charles, which is a British film about a man called Brian who who lives alone. He, after a particularly harsh winter, goes into a deep depression, and he's quite isolated, and he's got no one to talk to. And so he does what any sane person would do when faced with such a situation, and he builds a robot. So he builds Charles. This looks like one of those incredibly quirky sweet probably quite heartbreaking uh british movies and i would i'm really looking forward to this it looks like a, a really lovely film okay are we talking like a wilson and the character that tom hanks played in castaway situation i mean because it looks obviously... happier than that but also at the same time <laughs> it looks like it probably has you know the potential for some sadness probably oh you know we're probably going to cry at some point, you and I. But, you know, barely a film goes by these days that we don't have a good cry at. Sure. I mean, that it seems to be the main aim of filmmakers at the moment. So it, it's, it, it's worse when you get films where they're not even particularly good and yet they get you and you sort of feel cheated. Mm, they just put like a really good violin harmonic yeah. just at the right moment and you're like, that's cheating. Yep. It's the same with horrors where they just like make a loud noise and you're like, okay, cool. You played on my innate reaction to loud noises. You didn't earn my jump for that yep. jump scare. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that does sound, and especially, you know, British film often, yes, I, I feel like it has this certain je ne sais quoi. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when it comes to movie making, if if you will. Indeed. So Brian Charles very much fits in that. In terms of other films at the cinema, there's not a huge amount else. The other one I picked out is the latest Jane Austen adaptation of her book Persuasion. This one starring Dakota Johnson as Anne Elliot. And I'm picking this because actually it's, it's actually a Netflix film. It's going to be out on Netflix in, I believe, a week, but it's getting a week run at the cinema first. Yeah, I think that's pretty standard with Netflix. If they're going to put them in the cinema, it's normally about a week earlier, and then, yeah. Yeah. I mean, part of it's awards-related, I think, because yeah. you have you have to meet uh, certain criteria to be eligible for certain awards, and often that requires you to have been released in the cinemas. But it's also partly a money-making thing, I imagine. But yes. So Persuasion will be in the cinemas uh, if you're a Jane Austen fan. Uh, however, it will also be on Netflix shortly. Nice to see Jane Austen credited there as a writer. Yes, along um, with Ron Bass and Alice Winslow. Indeed. <laughs> it's just kind of funny when it's like someone from hundreds of years ago that has an IMDb page or whatever. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she definitely has an IMDb page, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure she couldn't even imagine that that would have been a thing, so... No. Okay, well, shall we uh, have a look at what's on streaming? We shall indeed. So, is there much on streaming this this week, Chris? No. (laughs) I'm glad we took a break for that. (laughs) Yeah, no. uh, So, the one main film on streaming is on Netflix, and it is The Sea Beast, which is an animated film about a young girl who stows away on the ship of a legendary sea monster hunter and they launch an epic journey into uncharted waters and make history to boot 
it's I mean this film is is primarily aimed at younger ones but has had uh, some very good reviews and uh, looks looks pretty fun. Okay, apologies. I've not actually watched any trailers this week actually. Uh so is this uh, a Japanese animation? Is it American? Like what's the No, so I'm I'm going to go with without uh, without looking it up. Just like uh, what sort say... of rough style are we talking? Are we talking Disney? Um, it, 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 no, it it's computer animated. Uh, okay. I'm going to go with it looks like it was made by the people who did How to Train Your Dragon. That sort of style. Okay. That's my okay. guess. I don't need facts. I'm happy with <laughs> off the top of your head, random guesses, you know, dartboard, like blindfold, launch and dart a dartboard. That's fine. I'm happy with that. Okay. It was more just, you know, just to get the rough idea of it. That was all. Okay. Sure, sure, well, sure. Sound, sounds very fun. Just a little bit of a, and I'm, yeah, fun, I'm sure, but I'm sure there's going to be crying as well, as we've already discussed. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, maybe it's happy crying in this one. Okay. Fingers crossed. You never know. But it's just the uncharted waters part that makes me nervous, you know? I think, it, I think it'd be just more mild peril. Okay. Okay. That's my guess. Okay. Sometimes that's the worst one, though, because it's like extended. But it's so mild. Okay. Yeah. Shall we <laughs> Shall we move to where to next? I think we should. Hi, I'm Matt Adams, the heart of the Hearts Advertiser for over ten years. Join me and host Danny Smith for St Albans Podcast, a weekly look at the news, views and reviews of the city and district of St Albans. As well as our delve into the local stories that matter, we regularly cover topics including health, food and drink legal matters, the theatre scene and mental health. Alongside our regular features, we talk to people from our wonderful community, sharing some of the amazing work they do. Episodes are released every Wednesday at 7pm and you can find us by going to your podcast platform of choice and searching for the St Albans Podcast. Find out more at stalbanspodcast.com. All right, Chris, this is a very exciting where to next, I think. We've been we... on a good run recently. Indeed. Because the last one we did was The Worst Person in the World, which we both thoroughly enjoyed. Before that, was it Lamb? Was yeah, I think before so. Because that? that was quite recently. We both really enjoyed that. And you, in fact, uh, as Lamb finished, called it the best film ever made, which I believe you slightly uh, retracted, but not much. No, I don't. I, if I did, then I retract that and I reinstate. <laughs> I reinstate um, it as the best movie. Well, I mean, this this week's one, is it the best movie ever made? Possibly. So It's it, the most it expensive. Is... It's one of the most expensive movies, especially. Well, it's expensive by Indian standards. So sure. the film we're talking about, um, which I don't know why we're being so coy about, because we did announce it last month, is, of course, RRR directed by S.S. Rajamouli. And this has been a massive worldwide sort of phenomenon. It's, as I said, it's the most expensive Indian movie ever made. It's just, it's become so popular all around the place. It's, I'd, I'd really love to, if I had a lot of spare time and didn't have to worry about, you know, working and stuff, I would love to do... <laughs> Capitalism! Uh, yeah, exactly. If I wasn't trading away my limited time on Earth um, to just, you know, live, 
and I actually had time to do something I'd actually want to do, I would do. I would love to investigate and research and sort of look into why certain movies, certain international movies, not in the English language, do really well in places like the UK and America. Why they why they become such big hits? Because this and this is one of them. That just sound, it sounds like a master's thesis, right there, doesn't it? Well, exactly. So you need you need some time to be able to sit and research and write about it. And I think we should preface this by saying that well, we should put the disclaimer up front that this is um, two white British people talking about this who don't have a huge knowledge of uh, Indian cinema. I've enjoyed what I've seen, but um, you know as far away from an expert as you could possibly get. But we should also say that, you know, Indian cinema is often called Bollywood cinema. Yeah. If, if it's something, if a movie has come from India, people often say it's from Bollywood. And that is uh, increasingly incorrect. Bollywood cinema is specifically cinema, the cinema industry around Mumbai, because it was previously Bombay. And so it got the name Bollywood. And the reason that a lot of films became were known as Bollywood movies is because for a long, long time, it was by far the biggest centre of Indian cinema there was. However, Tollywood, which is where RRR comes from, uh, which is the uh, Telugu language, Tollywood film industry, which is um, based around Andhra Pradesh and Telangana, is, which is, I think, to the uh, eastern side of, of India. Tollywood has now become the biggest Indian centre of film by box office revenue. It doesn't produce the most movies, but the movies it does produce have overtaken Bollywood as being the main box office revenue. And so this was the most, well, it is the most expensive movie ever. It was, for a time, the highest grossing Indian movie ever. It has now been overtaken by another film. Um, oh, it's only been out a hot yeah. minute. Well, it's only been out here for a hot minute. Um, oh, okay. It's obviously been out in India for a, a, a while longer. Okay. And so it's in the Telugu language. Um, we watched it, however, it's on Netflix for international audiences. We watched it in Hindi. Netflix only have the rights to the Hindi version. So it was a little bit of a shame, actually, I think, not to watch it in its uh, original language. Um, but it's not too... I didn't find it too distracting, actually. It wasn't, no. it wasn't too bad. But it's a film with kind of a simple premise. It's set in 1920, or around the 1920, and it's about two characters, uh, Beam, played by N.T. Rama Rao Jr., or Junior NTR, as he's often known, incredibly popular uh, actor, uh, and uh, Raju, played by Ram Charan, and another incredibly popular actor, the two most you know, popular, bankable uh, actors in Tollywood at the moment. And Beam and Raju are were real people. They were both real Indian revolutionaries at the early, at beginning of the 20th century. Film set in 1920. And in real life, they definitely didn't meet. There's no evidence they would ever have met each other. However, the film is basically, what if they did meet each other? And what if they became best friends? You know, it's it's those two taking on the the might of the British Raj and the colonial, you know, horrors of the British Empire. And it's over three hours long. It's full of action. It's full of comedy. It's full of singing and dancing. And it's glorious. If, you know, when you say to me, 
this Marvel or this DC movie is X hours long and they're pushing two and a half to three hours these days. I'm like, I don't even, I just, I don't want to know. I don't want to watch it. Not really. I don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah. No, but, I'm, and I'm, I'm, as a, as a fan of those movies, I'm still look at them and be like, oh, I don't know if I can sit through that. You know, and I know this is a bit of a outlier, but you had your Justice League extended cut, whatever. Yeah. Which was just, uh, no, I, no. <laughs> That that was a mess of a. If you put that movie next to this, that was a mess, absolute mess. This, if you said to me this movie is five hours long, having now seen it at just over three hours, if you said there's an extended cut, it's five hours, I'd be like, yes, set me up, <laughs> get me a bag of popcorn, I'm in, I am in. It was a joy. It's there's there's bits in it, se- several parts, which I found genuinely surprising and delightful in the in the way they did things and i think using using your your example of you know marvel movies or dc movies or whatever you know because the marvel movies which like i say i i really enjoy i follow them i see everyone that comes out but they do follow a formula generally and so you rarely get a surprise in them yet there were several parts in this that were just there's a bit we we don't want to spoil anything for anyone no please don't watch any don't no just watch it don't watch a trailer don't click on that article that says here's why you should watch the most expensive exciting uh, uh, don't click it just watch it because the surprises are just what makes it amazing you you started basically cackling at one point with joy (laughs) yes it was beautiful it was a beautiful thing and it's so RRR. It it's called Rise, Raw, Revolt. However, that obviously only really works in in English. The story goes that it was called RRR as a, essentially a placeholder name um, because it was named after its two stars and its director, Rama Rao Jr., Ram Charan, and uh, SS Rajamouli, and because they're literally the two biggest actors and the biggest director in Tollywood mm-hmm. finally coming together. That was like enough on its own. It was called RR and it was kind of basically they were like, they couldn't, they didn't think of anything better. And <laughs> so they've sort of made it work in English by saying like calling it brackets, rise, roar, revolt. But it's, it's just RRR for Rajamuli Ram, Rao Jr. And Ram. It's, it's got a, a wonderful dance, song and dance number uh, yeah. which i have watched many times since oh yeah and we're gonna learn it at some point aren't we we're gonna learn it at some point yeah and for, and for a bit it turns into a bit of a romantic comedy but then there's other parts where it's just an absolute badass action film it's three hours long and it's a delight i feel like and obviously yes this way like the way that indian films are made and obviously they don't maybe they do follow this prescriptive way that we've come to expect with like marvel etc so maybe it's not so much of a surprise for indian audiences but for us it's like i feel like i'm watching i don't know alien in the cinema or you know those movies that really define Mm. a genre or a point in time in cinema history where you're like wow audiences were not expecting that like the exorcist or i can only think of horrors (laughs) um (laughs) 
but yeah, I, I get what you mean. Where yeah, where a, a movie more recently, like I say, more recently, twenty three years ago, but like seeing The Matrix or something for the first time mm-hmm. at the cinema, where it's like no one had seen special effects like that. Yes, or people using it in that way. And you're like, wow, this is genuinely surprising. Which for a lot of times now, obviously, special effects, you know, computer generated effects have got so good for the most part that they're now no longer yeah surprising you're not seeing the t-rex from jurassic park for the first time mm, exactly God, so I think we sound was... so old no no <laughs> i just think that yeah like there isn't we've reached a point it to a certain extent where there just aren't any new there's just no original ideas like this is not based on previous ip as far as i know you know it's not based on a graphic novel it's not based on a, fi- a previous film that you know it's not a remake it's not a reboot it's no it's it's, it, it's it's based on them being real but yeah the yeah. idea of them basically becoming besties sure and what's and what's i think refreshing about it is that it's a very sincere film it's not and this is what you get sometimes with a lot of the marvel films we keep coming back to that but they're you know they're the biggest films in cinema these days that some of them are very like t- some are a bit tongue in cheek and sort of winking and self knowing, like you know, basically saying like, oh, "We know this is a bit silly, but just go with us." <laughs> and whereas yeah, this we, is very we much, be bothered, we couldn't be bothered to think of anything else, but you'll allow it because we'll keep churning these out and you'll keep watching them and we'll keep making money. Whereas this is very much a lot of it's on the nose. There's very little. There's not not like subtext. It's very much like this is. We're, we're very serious with what we do. Even the bits where, like, Big Song and Dance, like, it's very serious stuff. And they're two best friends who love each other. I mean, there's more conflict than that. That wouldn't fill three hours. We're best friends who love each other. Um, I but... disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but you you know how I feel about drama being a necessary... <laughs> yes. Co- conflict being necessary to drama. Yes. Yeah, it's not. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming um... to my TED Talk. Yes. Conflict is not necessary for drama. Why can't people be happy? Saroff, 2022. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I as you can as you can tell, dear listener, we loved it. It's available on Netflix. Is there anything you would like to add onto this? Only, I guess, I mean, we've sort of, obviously I said to the listener, don't look up stuff about it. But having watched it, we then went back and looked at things on YouTube and the internet in general. And people who have done a lot more research and things into into film in general and also this movie. Obviously, like you said at the top, we're not, you know, we are white. We don't have a lot of in- knowledge of Indian history and culture necessarily, given that we were, you know, schooled in England. Yep. Of course, that doesn't, we can or obviously find these things out, but obviously we are on a learning journey still. But yes, the, the, yeah, it's been a massive hit in India, we've already said. But there was a, a good point, I thought, that someone on, a, I think, a YouTube video essay made about, you know, there was a, some controversy around this mm. being almost like a propaganda style situation. But yeah. it was also, you know, so some, you know, there are some areas of it that people in India are not super happy about. But like, I think the overall feeling is that it's it, a, it's it's fun. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes, it, there's certain parts of it that have been sort of like co-opted and, and whether it's intentional or not on the part of the filmmakers 
with like the uh, Hindu nationalists in, in India because there's certain imagery in the film that is linked to Hindu nationalism. But at the same time, there's also, again, if you think, if you think about the amount of American movies, for instance, that are... Literally Captain America. Well, literally Captain America, but but you use any any film in America that uses uh, the military, for instance, in any form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they have to get basically cooperation from the military and the air force. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I don't know, don't know if it, it, you know we we'll use an example of a film you really love. Sorry, you're a big fan of Captain Marvel, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's, but it's it's, it's can... she's an air force pilot. So they mm-hmm. had to make it in cooperation with the Air Force. So, like, it's very pro-military in that respect. It's pro-Air Force. And so I think we don't see it as much necessarily when it's just sort of filtered into our media. Well, yeah, I don't think people necessarily take... Maybe we don't... Take, maybe, I'm not, not saying people generally, but maybe, you know, you and I even don't take a minute to actually consider that because it is just, yeah, within... Like that is the norm, and so yeah, we you know we should take a minute to be like actually do you know what because you know for me I would say hope you know one day maybe we can all just put destroy all guns and not have armies military you know anything like that but, yeah and, and I think as long as people think critically about those sort of things but that doesn't stop because something is jingoistic or sort of propaganda in a way is. Doesn't stop it being bad. Uh, it doesn't stop it being good. Sorry, or stop it being entertaining. I really loved more recently Top Gun Maverick, which is surprisingly less sort of rah 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 American Air Force than you'd think, but at the same time is still sort of pro military. And you know, it doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't stop it being. Yeah, I mean, a fun, the- good, well made film. The military exists, and so therefore it can be used as a vessel to tell stories, right? So, yeah, yeah, it's a complex situation, but like you say, doesn't make it doesn't stop it being cinematic, doesn't stop it being a well told, well made movie. Yes, and like we said, RRR is bombastic, fun, serious, but also yeah, funny and heartfelt, and it's all sorts of things, and I bloody loved it. Yeah. Get yourselves an afternoon <laughs> free and sit down and because you will need to pause, you know. No one I mean, you might have a bladder of steel, but yeah. you're gonna you're gonna run out of popcorn, so you'll have to get up for that second round. So so next month on Where to Next, we're going to we're gonna stay in, in Asia, but we're gonna have a hard tonal shift. We're going to watch a Taiwanese film called The Sadness. And that's available on Shudder, which is a, a, a horror streaming service. Rue Morgue magazine referred to The Sadness as, quote, the most violent and depraved zombie movie ever made. So that's what we're going to watch. Oh, wow. Okay, so a video nasty. Mm. It only okay. came out last year. It was actually made uh, during the pandemic. And hey, guess what? It's about a pandemic. Oh, good. <laughs> but a pandemic that turns people into violent Zombie killers, yeah. Okay, well, um, you know I'm going to love it because I like horror films. <laughs> well, we'll see about that. Um, but yes, we're going to talk about that next month on Where To Next. So that's The Sadness. 
and it's available on Shudder. Okay, Chris, let's have a look at what's on free-to-air television this coming week. Let's start with tonight, Friday the 8th of July, at 11.20pm on Five Star, we have The Warriors. Classic cult movie, The Warriors, um, in which New York is populated by lots of different gangs, all with various themes uh, including the Warriors, who have a Native American theme. There's the Baseball Furies, who they're dressed up as baseball people. It's, you know, lots of different gangs, and they're all called to a meeting of all the gangs to combine. Where, but the big gang guy is assassinated, and so all the gangs are there, and someone blames the Warriors for doing the assassination. So the, the Warriors have to get back to Coney Island, which is where their uh, turf is, all the way across uh, New York City with a price on their head and all these gangs out looking for them. And it's a classic cult movie from the 1970s. Okay, yeah, I have seen this and I remember it being kind of fun <laughs> despite it sounding scary. Okay. It is fun despite it sounding scary. Okay, great. All right, so on Saturday at 6.30pm... On ITV2, we have Spider-Man 2. And is this Tobey Maguire Spider-Man? This is this is the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. This is the best of the three Tobey Maguire Spider-Man films. Uh, this is the one with Alfred Molina as Dr. Otto Octavius. It, it's just classic superhero fun, basically. I, I don't know how much we're allowed to talk about more recent uh, Spider-Mans and what the sort of statute of limitations on. Yeah spoilers and stuff are but Maybe if you want to see it. Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man at at his best Spider-Man 2 ITV 2 6 30 p.m on Saturday yeah I think we'll leave the uh, more recent ones for now yeah. a few more months all right well straight over to Sunday then on ITV 4 at 8 p.m we have Ghostbusters we do indeed this is the this is the original Ghostbusters they're they're busting ghosts in New York City and it's, yeah, a classic, ITV4. But, you know, you always complain, Sam, that the weeks you do the films, Film Guide, you never have anything, there's never any good films on TV. I don't know what it is. Is it like an end-of-a-month thing? I I don't know, because I had so many that on also on Sunday, you would miss the first 10 minutes, and the first 10 minutes are pretty crucial. On If you watch Ghostbusters, which finishes at 10 past 10, so at 10 o'clock, you've got on Channel 5, Saving Private Ryan... Steven Spielberg's War Epic that goes on to uh, one ten a.m. But starting then eleven thirty-five p.m. on BBC One, you can have Ridley Scott's Thelma and Louise. I mean, that if it's on BBC One, that's no. That means there's no advert, so mm. that seems like the best choice. <laughs> <laughs> sure, and also it's a great movie. It is indeed excellent. Well, yes, bursting at the seams there for Sunday. Let's move over to Monday, the 11th, on Great Movies at 9 p.m. We have Kill Bill Volume One. We do indeed. We have Uma Thurman as the bride, betrayed on her wedding day by her former colleagues, uh, all assassins, former colleagues, and former lover. And she's out for revenge. Spoiler alert: she kicks a lot of butt. Indeed. The ultimate aim is to kill Bill. Mm. Um, hence the title. All right. <laughs> On Tuesday, 12th of July, another 
classic on ITV4 at 9pm. It's The Terminator. Yes, James Cameron's the original. And it, it I mean, considering how relatively small budget it was, and also it was one of Cameron's um, first of all films after uh, Piranha 2, the the great special effects they had on it, largely using animatronics and puppetry uh, to create the walking Terminator skeleton. They then went massive budget for Terminator 2 Judgment Day, which is a film I have been meaning to watch more recently because I, I used to watch it quite often and now haven't seen it for quite some time. So I think we can organise a film night, Sam, to watch Terminator 2. But uh, if you want to watch the first one, Tuesday, 12th of July, The Terminator, ITV4, 9pm. Excellent. And on Wednesday, we have on Film 4 at 6.55pm, family viewing Home Alone. Yes, what better thing to watch on in the middle of July, in the middle of summer, <laughs> than a lovely Christmas seasonal movie, <laughs> Home Alone. Home Alone, it does seem to pop up. I'm pretty sure I picked it a few months back, like sort of springtime as well. So it yeah. does come around. It, it's, it, it's not beholden to its Christmas movie status, apparently. No. Well, you Uh, only saw it for the first time last Christmas. That's right. And it was, I mean, you you can go back in the archives and and listen to how I describe it as a horror film, because it is a horror (laughs) film. It is not the family fun viewing that people believe it is, but it's okay. It's okay. (laughs) I, I will tell you, it still holds up. I was pleasantly surprised by how much of a good movie it actually is. And not one of those movies that you watch as a kid and you think it's great and then you watch it as an adult and actually it's pants. Mm. And you were just you were just dumb. Um, but it's actually <laughs> one of those movies... Because let's face it, ch- children are stupid. It's actually one of those movies that w- when you watch it, is well, it is well made. It's unfair to call them stupid. They just haven't been in the world. Yeah, dumb. Okay. But yes, a very well made movie <laughs> that, that holds up and... Is horrific. It is. It's horrifying. Pre-watershed. It's yeah, exactly okay. Anyway, and finally <laughs> on Thursday, fourteenth of July, film four. Don't commit a crime. Nine p.m. Minority Report. Don't even have to commit a crime. They just know. Oh yeah, don't even ha- they think know about it's going to happen. Yes, fact, Minority you may, Report. You may not have even thought about it yet. Yeah, so still get you. it's a future in which there are things called precogs. They are people who can tell the future and can decide who is going to commit a crime and when. And so it's a future in which crime is stopped before it happens. And the best person doing this is, of course, Tom Cruise. Uh, But then one day his name comes out as going to commit a crime. So he goes on the run and he's going to find out why would he commit this crime? It's uh, Steven Spielberg and it's good sci-fi fun. Well, that is fantastic. And what a lovely list. And we'll see at the end of the month. Like you would think, (laughs) if anything, at the end of the month, when people have less money, they would have, that's when you'd put all the movies, right? Because you're not going to cinema. You want to be, you want to be in. You're not. Sure. Okay. I just, I feel there's a pattern. That's all. (laughs) I feel attacked by it. (laughs) We, We will see later in the month what your ones look like. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much, Chris, for your guidance through the world of film this week. Remind us again about the website that the listener can check out the local goings on at the St Albans Film Festival, please. Well, it's quite simply com. Fantastic. If you'd like to get in contact with either Chris or I and, you know, completely agree with us about how fantastic RRR is, 
you can email us uh, sam at st Albans podcast or chris at st Albans podcast we'd love to hear from you thank you so much for listening and we'll see you again soon bye bye 